Happy Wool Wednesdays. Last Tuesday, I held a masterclass for wedding photographers. It was called Fill Your Inbox with Inquiries, and it was so emotional. I didn't just give you the information, I gave you the transformation. And yeah, it was just a great four hours together with all the students. And Sean Austin from Kissbooks, he was a guest speaker. He's always amazing. He taught us how to create more margin in your business to work less and make more money with his beautiful Kissbook wedding album. So he was great. If you want to hear about the next one, just go to my website, uh, heckyesmedia.co, and get on my email list. So today we have a special guest, Jason Barr. He is the Teen Tech Center coordinator in charge of building programs for the high school youth program at Brazil. So Brazil helps families that deal with poverty, and they are truly changing the trajectory of someone's life from gangster life to a life of success and community. And their facility is in the heart of LA, K-Town. So last month, Brazil celebrated 40 years, their 40th anniversary, and I photographed their gala every year at the Taglion in LA for the past, I don't know, six or seven years. Everyone dresses up. It's amazing. And I also shoot some of their families throughout the year and activities, and I just love working with them all the time. And this year at their gala, they raised like $175,000 plus, so it's crazy what they do for these kids. So today, yeah, Jason Barr, I love hearing his story about um, what made him like want to work at Brazil and like his history and his background. And Brazil did everything they did to get him because he was so aligned so perfectly with their vision. So today's conversation is all about storytelling. He teaches us how to express yourself, be a good storyteller, and of course, this could help you in your business and your life. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Carissa Wu, your host of Get a Heck Yes. I have a special guest. His name is Jason Barr, and he's from Brazil. Org. And I worked for Brazil um, or affiliated with them for a number of years, maybe seven or eight years. You could tell us more about it later. And a little introduction about you. Um, you are the Teen Tech Center Coordinator in charge of building and breaking STEAM-based programs for high school youth in Koreatown, the best town. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Jason Barnes. Go check out your uh, Instagram. Your, you don't post too much, but it's very creative and it's so super Jason. And welcome again, Jason. How you doing? Thank you. Hey, I'm great. You know, um, I'm excited to be interviewed. <laughs> Yay, cool. And I met you at the 40th anniversary last week for Brazil. They have a beautiful gala 
every single year. And I didn't even know it was you that I met you. Yeah, you know, I looked a little bit different. It was but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, you were doing the video and photography for the event. <laughs> I was doing photography, but talk a little bit about, let's talk about the event first. Cause it was freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, a fundraising opportunity, um, to invest in LA's future. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we do here at Breezy is that, um, you know, we, we help the youth in, in the neighborhood and, but not just the youth, their families. And, um, I think that's, that, that's what drew me to Breezy is that it wasn't just the aspect of working with youth, but, um, also getting to work with their families, um, because that's like, you know, that, that, that's a bigger stepping stone than just working with youth alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just to recap, um, it was at the Taglion Complex in LA, this beautiful mm-hmm. venue. What was that guy that saying? He was incredible. And he was a board member. I think his oh, name he's was a board member. Oh, yeah. And what was the song that he sang? It, it was like that classic opera song. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one like, that everybody oh, yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> the one that yeah, everybody I was, recognizes. I was blown away. And how much did they fundraise that night? Do you know? Um, I think it was over 150,000. Um, and I think now it's like, you know, way more than that. I think they're, I think we started at one 150, um, ended at like 260. And I think now it's like closer to 300, maybe a little bit over. Yeah. Okay. $300,000. That's incredible for the youth Mm -hmm. in LA. Okay. We'll get back to Breezy, but let's talk about you, Jason. Like, tell me what you're all about. Tell me your story. Like who you serve and yeah, your story, even growing up, going way back. Um, yeah, I, I knew that, like, I was good at, like, writing and, like, telling stories and stuff when I was young, because um, I always had, like, my, my, uh, the th- my third grade teacher was, like, the first one that said it, and I remember um, there was, like, a little party that we had in the fourth grade, and I actually won an award for, like, the, the best creative writer <laughs> out of a bunch of fourth grade. Wow, what was that story about? Um, I don't even remember. I think it was just like a, I think it was just like, um, like a, a group of, of like writing samples and stuff that we had to do throughout the year. Um, and then like all the teachers got together and I mean, it was out of the entire school, the fourth grade. Um, and I remember I was bummed because my, my parents didn't show up <laughs> and I thought like my dad was like, yeah, I'll be there. And like, I, I, I've always been able to count on my dad before that and after that, but this was the one time when he <laughs> had the opportunity to see me get this award and he, he, he wasn't able to show up, but Aww. it was, um, yeah, so that, that's when, like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm really good at it, um, and then I had encouragement from my mom, who would always, who was my proofreader before, <laughs> and my wife is now my proofreader, so she, she kind of, um, every time, every, every time I'm, like, writing something, she's always like, make sure you send it to me so I can see if there are <laughs> grammatical oh, errors, any mistakes, yeah, um, but yeah, I think I just like the aspect of being able to, um, escape in, in, like, most people like to read for the escapism but I think I like to write for the escapism I like to um build worlds and and characters and and break them down and break them up and and it's it's fun it's like really cathartic for me oh interesting did you go to college for writing I did actually um I went to film school 
first and then I got an associate's degree in film okay. um, and then I was like what, what do what do I want to do and I thought I, I thought I wanted to be a teacher so I was like all right let me go back to school um, finish up the bachelor's degree um, and then I was like well what do you want to do do I want to get a bachelor's in film but I was like well maybe I also want to be a writing teacher so if I do need to do something in film I have that background but I think more importantly, I'd, I'd want to teach writing. So um, I have a bachelor's in creative writing, uh, in English and creative writing. And so after that, I was like, all right, buddy, what do you want to do now? <laughs> do you, wanna, do you really, <laughs> really want to be a teacher? Is this like, do you want to get stuck? Because, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, teachers are like really <laughs> um you know, considered like the bottom rung of, of, of the working society, I guess. I mean, um, you know, they, they're overworked, underpaid. And so I was like, do I, is this what I want to do? Um, and I had just had a daughter. So I was like, all right, I definitely need to figure something out, what I can do with it. And just so happens, um, I, uh, I had experience working with after school programs through college. And so I think it was maybe seven or eight years worth of like building my own curriculums for after school programs and stuff like that, where I got this opportunity to apply for this job here at Breezy working in the Teen Tech Center, which I had never heard of. And I actually grew up in this, in the this exact same neighborhood like two blocks away i i knew breezy when when they were building it like i i saw it, uh, everything oh, wow. around here yeah um did we have a park back here that used to be a street it was like a street and i remember being able to drive down that street and then one day construction hit and i was like can't write can't drive this street anymore <laughs> oh interesting i can't believe you were there when they were building it yeah, it, it was so that so that's like what i like to tell everybody's because like everyone is like yeah you know helping the community but it's it's one thing to also be from the community as well and then giving back to it um so yeah this was like a, a dream come true for me to be able to come back and, and work with kids just like me honestly wow. okay so you were you're like you're from that area you saw it being built but did you actually know like what it was and how did you like know to apply for the job so um back in the day like i i used to go to a church also down the street from oh, here cool. um and we did like this thing called vacation bible school vbs like yeah. they did it like during the summer and um there were a couple kids from um that i grew up with that i was friends with that brought their friends who actually did come to breezy um and this was in the myspace days um to 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 give everybody a, a reference <laughs> a, a reference in time yeah um and myspace had just like starting started allowing people to create their own music profiles and like upload their own music yeah. and so a couple of these kids that actually came to breezy would would they had a DJ booth, they would spit some tracks and then upload it to their to their MySpace music pages. And I was like, so jealous. I was like, the day that I saw that, I told my mom, you got to buy me a microphone right now <laughs> so I could build my own home studio. Um, wow. But yeah, it was, so that, that was my connection to Breezy. Like, I, I never got the opportunity to attend when I was a youth. Um, and so it just so happened that I was like, looking for a job one day and I was like oh breezy I know that place but I didn't know what the heck a teen tech center was I had never heard of it um so I applied thinking that oh okay this is like application 100 out of you know 300 <laughs> you know and then just so happens I get the call back and they they loved me and they were like hey you know the the um my previous supervisor she said you know 
as soon as we finished that first interview, she was like, whatever it takes, get this guy. Because I think, yeah, I think I, my, my background aligned perfectly with the kind of direction that they wanted to go. And um, yeah, it's been great so far. I think I I, I finished a year. So it's been a year, like a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay. Let's like, uh, let's try to paint the picture for the people listening. um, What Brizzy is. I'll kind of tell you my story and you could kind of like fill in the blanks or or fill Mm -hmm. in the picture, but um breezy when i go there it's like this beautiful building it's i'm jealous they have like imax they have podcasting stations they have music um they this multimedia um facility is just so impressive kids are playing they're like middle school age um they're playing soccer there's teachers um i don't know they just go on all these field trips and yeah kind of fill in the blanks for me for what breezy really is yeah. So you, I mean, you, you, you kind of hit it, hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> so um, Breezy consists of like several different kind of main departments, I would say. There's our family source center um, at the front of the building that um, deals with like family services. So they do like rental assistance, utility assistance, um, tap card assistance for, for you to take the bus. Um, they do food drives. Um, you know, they do the backpack giveaway that, that we do before school, um, the school year starts. Um, and then there's the middle school department, like you were mentioning, um, who kind of serve. So we have a middle school down the street, Virgil Middle School. And we serve as like their after school program for them. Um, so they do enrichment. They do um, like a physical activity and they do um, homework help. So that's every day, Monday to Friday. Um, and then on Fridays and like special days, they have club days where um, the, the middle school staff kind of creates their own clubs. There's like cooking, there's like karate, there's, um, you know, one time there was, uh, what's it called? Um, they got to make like smoothies and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think yesterday they're they, have like the pumpkin day or the Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, where all the people like trick or treat on the the cars. You guys the have, trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trick or treat. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to like tell the listeners like how amazing Brazil is and this event that I photograph every year. It's like we all like dress up. Mm-hmm. It's so but we're all proud to to be there. Yeah. Um, lots of entertainment, food. The videos are just amazing. The kids. That guy yeah. Devon that won the award, he's like, he should have been dead, like streets ga- gangster. And now he's just like giving back to the community. It's like what Brazil does for these children is literally like, I've never seen anything like it. Have yeah. you? Uh, no. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and I, so I, I grew up in the LA public school system um, and I participated in a couple of after school programs for them. And like I said, I worked at a couple after school programs um, for the county. There's nothing that, that's like this. Like you mentioned, our, our Teen Tech Center has a podcasting station. We have a DJ booth. We have um, uh, a bunch of computers with the entire Adobe Creative Suite yeah. that high school students can just come and, and learn and use. And we do workshops weekly. We're doing a workshop uh, with Owen Burke. He's like a, a, a UCB legend. Um, he, he works like at, at the training grounds. So he trains like up and coming comedians and, and, and he's worked with a bunch of like really popular, famous comedians, uh, improvisers, some people that you might recognize like on TV. Um, And so he comes in every week to teach our kids like improv and like these classes are like 
you know, four or five, six hundred dollars for adults to take. And he's coming in and like showing our kids how to do it for free. And it's not just about like learning how to do improv or acting. It's like really serious life skills, how to communicate, how to listen, how to how to uh, express yourself, how to feel vulnerable and 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 come out of your shell. And so it's we the idea of the Teen Tech Center is that is like to, to help the students learn skills not just tech skills but like life skills as well how to do a resume how to you know conduct yourself in a business in a job interview um you know yeah that's like how to dress professionally we had like a professional clothing drive last year yeah Um, and it's and it's it's there's i don't think there's anything else that that's like this and i think it's it's because we have like these large backings like from Best Buy and and uh, we have like a partnership with Meta and LAFC, a bunch of other yeah. yeah LAFC so I think it's 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 those larger um, and and you know just fundraising and, and like you said the gala like those kind of things like really because it, it takes money to do this yes, but um, it's 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 like a, it's it's a good effort. If you do give money, you know that your money is go- not just going to somebody's pocket. It's literally going into the community, um, teaching these kids those valuable skills. Before we get into our hot topic, I know we just talked about all the great things about Brazil, but I know there's a lot of like probably struggles. You've been working there for a year, but these families and these kids are coming from families in like some poverty, some drug abuse, mm-hmm. um, some gang life. What has been like the most, the biggest struggle for you, like working with these kids this past year? Um, I think honestly, like you, you're, you're right about like all those demographics. Um, but I think the hardest part is just kids um, being comfortable with staying at home now. Oh. Yeah, I think that's like, that's like, that's been our main struggle is that um kids were like oh we do everything online now we don't have to like physically be in a space to do something anymore really Um, yeah and so i think that was that's like the biggest struggle yeah it's 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 all those different things um and we can like do outreach to the to the cows come home but it's like when the kids like actively choose like oh well you know or there might be there might be one of those other kind of variables that are negating them from being able to show up. But um, I think it's just it's just the kids being comfortable with being okay with being. Oh, home. that's interesting because it's their choice to come. Like they don't yeah. have to come. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Uh, okay, that's very interesting. After COVID life, like yeah, all the research that's going to go towards like that this time in our life is is crazy. But let's get yeah. into our hot topic. Tell us your hot topic and why it's so near and dear to your heart. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student, Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. 
go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. You know, we kind of we kind of talked about it, touched about it a little bit in the beginning. Yes, yes. My, my hot topic is storytelling. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, and like I said earlier, it's something that like I just enjoy doing it. I love telling stories. Um, I I remember when my daughter was like still in the womb. I would tell oh. her story. Oh, I love that. How old is she now? Uh, she's gonna be three in February. Oh, and she, she loves, yeah, she loves hearing stories now. She loves, she tells her own story. <laughs> oh, that's so. I tell a story to my daughters every night, and I just, mm-hmm. I've gotten better at storytelling. I could just like put in details and more details, and have like a high and a low and a conclusion. <laughs> cool, cool. What's your daughter's name? Her name is Diane Chrisley. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's we call her DK. DK. Cool. Okay. So tips for selling stories. You have about three tips, but what's number one? Well, everyone has a story to tell. Like um, we did a podcast workshop and um, some of the students like were kind of weary as to what the topic was going to be. And they kind of just started talking about um, their, their parents' immigration stories. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And it turned into like this, this like 30 minute session where they were just going back and forth, sharing stories that their about their parents immigrating to the United States yeah. and and the struggles and and you know the hardships that they endured and how thankful they are that their parents went through that so they could you know be able to experience the life that that they do here today. Oh, okay. So before we move on, I love that. Like, tell us a little bit about your parents. I know they missed your your award, but it seems like they're a big influence in your life. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> my, my mom is, is Filipina. And so yeah, I, I, grew, Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in like, uh, in that like traditional Filipino kind of style household. Uh-huh. Um, my dad is African-American. Um, unfortunately he passed away when I was 15. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So for the, I think, I think I say now, I've been without a dad longer than I, I've had, but I was I was lucky to have the time with him that I did. But my mom really kind of raised me and my brother, um, even while my dad was here. And then afterwards, certainly she she took over um, twofold. Um, wow, so the strongest, like, yeah, head honcho of the family. Yeah, wear the pants. They're, yep. you know they're all about family. They're all about food. Yeah. They're all about gatherings. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. And so my, my mom has been like my biggest supporter. Like when I said I wanted to go to film school, she said, how are you going to get a job? But then said, OK, do it. <laughs> and she to this day, she tells everybody about this story that I wrote when I was in high school. I took a, um, a screenwriting workshop at, at our local community college. And like I was like I was doing really good. Like the, the professor was like really impressed that I was able to to do the things that I was doing. And so to this day, like, she'll, if you ever meet my mom, she'll bring that story up um, about, <laughs> about the, it was, it was based on the song Hotel California. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so she'll, she'll bring that up. But now my wife is like also right there encouraging me. And that, that's like part of my five-year plan is to like have my own show written. 
Really? Um, yeah. And and to, to go back to like the, the hot topic, it's like right what you know, basically, it's like a, a group of after school program um, uh, advocates and, and, and staff. So, you know, I took, you know, that's, that's my life, basically. And so write what you know, and, and, you know, the episodes, the story, the plot, everything else will, will come into play. Okay, so you want to write like, um, kind of a script for like, um, a show that would be on Netflix or Amazon Prime? Yeah, that's, that's the idea. That's the five year plan, you know, hopefully. Is it going to be about Hotel California and that, that um, thing you wrote or something different? It'll be it'll be about um, a, a group of um, staff at a, at a for a high school oh, after okay. school program. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. I was like, I was yeah. gonna say, what was the staff part about? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, so you're writing about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you tell me like what's so kind of fun about the staff for after school programs? Kind of paint the picture a little bit. So when we, when you go to school, you think of like, oh, teachers are like these like intimidating, scary kind of like, um, you know, omnis- uh, what is it? Uh, om- omniscient people. Yeah. They're like these mysterious figures. Like you don't know if they're, if they're married, if they have kids, because they keep that part like private, yeah, right? Private. Um, but when you get to a certain age, you realize, oh, teachers are just people. Like, I, I, I have friends that I went to school with that are teachers, and I'm like, really? You're a teacher? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> didn't, didn't you, like, set off a cherry bomb in, <laughs> in your locker in the 10th grade? Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, teachers are just normal people, and um, so are after-school workers. <laughs> oh yeah they all have their stories yep the the demographic there is like really young like fresh out of high school um you know in college um and this is like easy part-time work that that you know these these young people can get and you know they're young people they're they're at that age where they're still like you know their brains are still forming and and so uh, it's a mix of like being young but then also having to be an adult and a role model um that I think is like a a good mix for comedy yeah I know I thought of Martin from Brazil when you said that because he's so young but he seems like an old man yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was like are you right I don't know (laughs) you're right (laughs) cool okay so recap uh telling stories number one everyone has a story to tell so tell yours number two just go out and create don't worry about who you don't know worry about who doesn't know you oh snap and number three study people watch and listen tell us more about that so that that's that's my favorite thing to do i love people watching um and it's not like a creepy thing (laughs) or a weird thing it's just like studying the the human behavior um how people react to certain scenarios um and then like just sitting there at a park you can see somebody walking by maybe dropping their their ice cream or something um and just right there you think okay what could what else could have happened could they have dropped their ice cream on a dog and then that dog owner got really mad and like started a fight could they could they have dropped ice cream on uh uh their potential significant other's lap their shoe um it's it you can like and any any small thing can turn into a large story if you just like pay attention and you you think about it 
Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah, like you think of it in kind of like a unique way. Yeah. How how do you so so we see things, um, we see things just as they happen, right? And if we move away from a certain situation, we no longer know the conclusion of that situation. But that's where your creativity comes into play. Because now you create whatever happened after you left. After we cut, what happens? Right? You come up with it yourself. And that that that's that's like one thing that um, if anybody wants to like learn how to write or how to tell stories, um, that, that that's like the biggest suggestion that I can give is that if you're ever stuck, just like watch people and then stop watching them and then figure out what they did after you stopped. Oh, that's so weird. That's kind of trippy, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how my brain has worked for the longest time is that I'm constantly like coming up with scenarios and like different beginnings and endings to like people that I meet people that I've seen um things that I hear on the news and uh, it's, it's just a way to continuously exercise that 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 part of my brain oh that's so interesting like um did you used to watch like this is a yes yeah so you know Randall and his wife yeah probably like you and your wife but they always came up with like the worst scenario possible like yep. to end it because it made them feel better or whatever yeah <laughs> I bet you and your wife probably just like come up with different endings for people's lives right yep <laughs> and, and and I'm not ashamed to say it. I do it because I know sometimes it shocks her and annoys her <laughs> but it's you know we all gotta we all have these little things that make us happy and that's something <laughs> oh I love that what is your wife do she works for a uh, tech company. Oh, cool! They yeah they they write um, like coupon deals. So they have like a, a huge blog. It's called the Crazy Coupon Lady. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, she she has a staff of like five or six writers that she manages. Whoa, that's such a weird job. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets to work from home. It's like they work from all over the country. So um, she gets to stay home with the baby and. I, I live right next door, so uh, my commute to work is just a scooter scooter ride, <laughs> a five-minute scooter ride. Yeah, I mean, K-Town is the best area. I didn't go for a while, and then I went for a friend's birthday, and I was like, this is so cool. I was texting my husband, like, I didn't know. It was, like, all these outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like Korea. Yeah. Um, all these different eateries, people mm-hmm. walking around. I don't know what it's like now after COVID, but, yeah, I was like, K-Town is dope. Yeah. And like I said, it's the best. It's the best town. Um, some people might say Malibu or Silver Lake, but I think K-Town is where it's at. I mean, we got the food, we got the people, we got the location, you know, it's, you can't, you can't beat Koreatown. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So what is like the biggest takeaway for our listeners right now listening? <laughs> um. I mean, just write, like, even if you journal, because when I, when I was younger, like I started to journal and, and it's just like, it's a way to express yourself, get your thoughts out. Um, so it's not all bottled in. Um, and you don't ever have to really share that with anybody, or maybe one day, you know, you compiled a, a a book that's worth selling, worth reading. Um, but yeah, just write, like it's, it's therapeutic, cathartic. It, it, it helps you, um, with communication so yeah and I like what you wrote in the questionnaire too but you said something about the youth needs art programs tell me a little bit about that 
I mean, so we know that that this day and age, people are just schools and in more specifically are just doing away with like art programs and, and those extracurricular activities. Um, and so places like Brzee and the Teen Tech Centers um, and, and the greater clubhouse networks, um, they, we like offer these things for the kids. Like I mentioned, we, we have an improv class, like who, who's doing that? Yeah. <laughs> right? no, nobody's doing that. We do, um, we teach coding on Thursdays. So it's a, it's a, a video game um, based coding slash learning environment. And so, you know, potentially your kids can, can come in, learn how to do Python or JavaScript, and then also create their own little mini games. I mean, it's so cool. It's, and it doesn't cost anything, right? It's, we offer these services for free. Um, any, any and all are welcome to, to come and check it out. Um, you know, it's not just from Koreatown. You can be from, from Van Nuys or, or Pasadena. We, we had one um, young lady from um, the Inland Empire area come out and she came out every week like she took the the subway and um, walked from from the bus stop and uh, she ended up like being the director of, of the final film project that they had to do and she won the the best film like she created the best film out of like 40 other entrants. That's crazy. So yeah I mean it's 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 really cool to just have these kind of um, programs available for students. And I just want everyone to know that, that they exist and they should exist more. It should be wider. Yeah. I, I mean, now that I'm learning so much about like public speaking and writing and podcasting, and I'm just kind of thinking of like my five-year-old and two and a half-year-old, I'm like, maybe they don't even need the college to spend like $30,000 a year. And it's kind of because of all like the online courses and YouTube, like mm-hmm. it's a little bit of like a waste of money, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I think, like a parent, but I'm like, I don't know about college anymore. <laughs> I, I think it, and I, I 100% agree with you because that's what I'm thinking like down the road for my daughter. And my daughter can like, she has her own iPhone and she can, she's only two years old. She can like, she knows how to use her iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> she knows, she knows how to, um, she knows how to first of all she knows when it's dead <laughs> she knows how to charge it she knows the password so she can unlock it herself oh um she knows the youtube app so she can go to youtube she the only thing she can do is type the videos oh, yeah, yeah. but she'll show us and say i want this one wow and she even knows how to just do it and so oh, it's, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty impressive i i just i i'm thinking like you know, okay, yeah, college, you can do it if you want, but there are so many, like, tech-based jobs that you can learn that's, like, coding, like, that's easy to learn, easy to do, Um, and if you start young, and this is what I tell my my ninth graders, some some seventh and eighth graders that I work with, if you start learning this now, by the time you finish high school in five or six years, whatever it is, and you continue on, and you keep learning and growing, you would have learned and experienced more than somebody who went and got their bachelor's degree, didn't know anything about coding. Yeah, I was thinking about too, like how crazy, like the exposure they have to these things so young. Like we, I didn't get exposed to it till 
you know, after 35 or so and we're in middle school, like podcasting and using Final Cut and mm-hmm. Premiere and just like how much more advanced you're going to be in college. But this is such a great conversation. Do you mind if I just ask you a couple more rapid fire questions? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Favorite movie. Uh, favorite movie. I'm gonna say Reservoir Dogs by Quentin oh. uh, Tarantino. That that that's the one that start that got me started on this path that I am on today. <laughs> really, that's so funny because I'm a wedding photographer. So when I tell the guys to you know pose, I say, "Oh, the Reservoir Dogs walk," but I never even watched it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just I heard it from other people say it, and then uh-huh. someone's like, "Oh, you're dating yourself." Like, I mean, not dating yourself, but you're like aging yourself. I mean, yeah. Um, so fun. I gotta watch it. Okay, so favorite yeah. favorite song. Um, favorite song. I'm gonna say anything by Lady Gaga. Really, I'm, oh. a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to the concert she had here in LA a month ago. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge oh. fan. Waiting, waiting to go. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go. Oh, I love her too. What's your favorite boss dad advice? um just just play with your your kids i think i think the most fun that i have really um and i know for my daughter is the just playing with her pretending imagining um you know she'll she'll play tea party and offer me some tea and i'll pretend that it's too hot (laughs) and she'll freak (laughs) you're like oh 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 yeah Oh, I love that. Okay. This is not related to like what you do, but a lot of wedding professionals um, are listening right now. And maybe like me, I was always stuck in like, oh, I I suck at writing. I suck at blogging. Like um, I'm the type of person that just was always bad in school and English. Like, um, but writing is always a huge component, component in your success, you know, for Instagram, for blogging. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? um, Like, just one general tip to kind of get out of their bubble. Get out Just of do head. it. The more you, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Uh, you'll, you'll figure out your own algorithm is what, is oh, what I like to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, your own formula on what, on what sounds good coming from you for you, for, for people who follow you. Um, and there's always going to be, there will always be people that follow you. I mean, we learn it from Jake Paul. We learn it from TikTok. A million people now have millions of followers, which is unheard of. But like, you know, it's not necessarily about going viral to the, to the masses. Um, think of it going viral to like-minded people. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's the fan base that you really want are people that, um, want to be your fans and that can contribute to you know the com- the the broader conversations you're trying to have as a writer or blogger or you know even if you're just trying to come up with like the dopest instagram um uh caption right yeah okay i love that advice and tell everyone where to find you jason uh you can find me at breezy (laughs) you know come through if if you're if you're a high school student if you have any you know uh high school age youth um come down to breezy la check out our 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 space we have a lot of cool tech 3d printers cameras um like i said the entire adobe creative suite just sitting here uh waiting for uh kids youth to to tinker with 
Yay. Thank you, Jason. This is a great conversation. Thank you. I'm, I'm, you know what? I was a little nervous, but I think, I think we did good. <laughs> you actually have a good uh, radio slash podcasting voice. You know what? That's not, you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of soothing and um, it has like some sort of like vibration to it. You know what? <laughs> look out for my podcast coming soon <laughs> well your podcast your show maybe yeah. a book <laughs> thanks for joining me this week on get a heck yes with carissa Wu. make sure to follow subscribe leave a review or tell a friend about the show take a screenshot and post to ig tag me also don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine see you next time wedding pros